wait, what you waiting up? Check, check us on your phone. This the Tony Sands show, turn your radio on. Chelsea just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium, I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother, make you think with your medulla. You a student, I'ma school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students, nah. Everyone can do it, do this, I ain't new to this. My style is rich, it's lucrative, maneuver through it. You know it's fast, surely. You know it's so sensational, like my big homie Tony. You could catch me every Monday after kickoff on Sunday. I got these cold, hard fists, and we ain't talking Sundays. Co-host with Kelly Belly. Shout out to the big homie. You know it's so sensational, like my big homie Tony. Co-hosting with Kelly Belly. You know it's fast, solid. You know I'm so sensational, like my big homie Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Go BBS Radio. Well, listen, I'm telling you, every time I hear that. Man, I know it's exciting because guess what? I'm finna hit your ear gate with so much, so much theory, so much positivity that it's going to blow your ear gates off the chain. We got a heck of a show lined up for you tonight. Listen, we're going to go straight to Atlanta with my main man, Mo Love, in a few. Then we're going where to Dallas because we got to talk about them Cowboys. Got to talk about them Cowboys. Everybody in America came Monday morning hit social media when it came to trying to figure out how they could come out the, the Dallas Cowboys. But they're still the Dallas Cowboys. They're still the number one franchise. They're still the most talked about franchise because guess what? It is the haters that keep them relevant. Those haters keep the Dallas Cowboys relevant. That's why they are the number one franchise in America. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm telling you. And then, you know, one of my trivia things, once I get everybody on, I'm going to give them a chance to answer the question. I'm trying to find out, and it's been a topic of discussion this week, the best sports rapper, the best guy that has played sports, really, I'm, I'm, I'm going to limit it to really basketball and football, that uh, 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 was a rapper at one time. I'm going to let you charm in on that as we get ready to go. And then, as they say, Philly fans, who the Dallas Cowboys eventually got to play, Philly fans is crazy. Philly fans are crazy. Yeah, I figure Philly fans was the fans that at one point threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Booed when Michael Irving was paralyzed on the field. I mean, clapped when Michael Irving was paralyzed on the field. Well, I guess a Philadelphia 76 have found out when the opposite team jersey may not fare well in Philly with the Philadelphia Eagles fans, especially how crazy they are. When I say Philly fans are crazy, Philly fans are crazy. They are the most rowdiest fans around. And when it comes to New England and the Dallas Cowboys, are fingers being started to be pointed in certain directions, as you saw to um, Brady, was slowed down? And was Kellen Moore offense? stagnated when it came to facing the New Orleans Saints. Did he do enough to help the New Orleans Saints get up? But without further ado, my main man Mo Love is joining the show. What's going on, Mo? What's happening with you, baby? What's going on, Tony? How you doing today? What's going on with you? Listen, man, they paid my intro. I feel good every time I hear it because I know I'm going to get in some people's ear gate and give them right. the ballistics on what's happening in sports, along with yourself, man. We got a lineup ready for you. We're going to hit the Dallas with my main man, Bibbs. And then we're heading out to Cali. That's right, Paradise. And that show is going to be brought to you by Bounce to Paradise, which is one of the number one bounce house companies in the South. You want to have fun, you want to have your kids to slide down water slides and bounce houses all over, you got to get yourself what? Bounce to Paradise. Let's get a bounce to Paradise. Oh, yeah. Here in South Florida, Bounce to Paradise is the company. But, more, let's get into this thing, man. Let's get into you. Okay. You got a chance to check out the sports world. Listen, you a basketball guy, Mo. I'm a basketball guy. Man, what was Mike Scott thinking about wearing a red skin jersey at a Philadelphia Eagles football game? Well, I mean, you think about it. Uh, he's a, he's from Virginia. Uh, he's six Correct. eight, um, thirty one years old. 
a yes. native, and he represented uh, Sean Taylor. He went away to Jersey. I mean, right. what 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 sin is that? You know, to go into Philly, you know, and probably because the Philly fan, you know, when you start drinking, you know, it start tailgating. They don't pay yes. attention. They just, you know, being rude. They're being crazy. Fans. Philly fans are crazy. That's that's the only right. way I can say. Right, they're crazy. Right, fans. and so what they they did realize they said something to him. He said something back. They charged him. He swung a punch. Now, looking through the where they didn't charge the individual, they didn't charge him or charge. Men involved and right. other people involved, but you know, you look at it, you know, he's walking by. His friend was trying to hold him back, and one of the guys sucker punched his friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. When I look saying, at that video, you know, and people, I'm telling you, the, the video we are talking about, if you Google it, it right. is Mike Scott take on Philadelphia Eagles fan. You got to figure he's a Philadelphia 76er. And see, that's right. why I, when I looked at that video, I'm like, ah, that's. That probably kind of pissed them off, the fans off a little bit. You are Philadelphia 76er, but yet you're wearing the Washington Redskins jersey at a Philadelphia Eagles game. Do you but see that home, as – you think that's some type of, like, disrespect to the city itself? Well, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, you, you think about it. You know, Steph Curry is wearing his, uh, his Carolina shirt. I mean, you think about it. He's a Carolina fan. So, I don't think that is – I think that – they didn't know who he was. I, they couldn't know that he was a basketball player. That hey, Marsh, wait a minute, homo. Now, when you're six eight and you're walking through the crowd, six eight, you're walking through a a, a tailgate party. Two things come to people's mind: either you played football right. before, or you played, played basketball. Six basketball. Right, six, right. So they knew I, it was somebody. Yeah, they knew it was somebody, but they don't think he was. A, I played with Philly, but you think? I, but I think they they said some smart man get that fucking jersey off or. You yeah, know, you know that's they came at you they came at him the wrong way. Because, right. as a matter of fact, Don, if if you have that uh, uh, Mike Scott Philadelphia Eagle, I mean uh, Mike Scott fight Philip fan, if you have that sound bite, can we play that sound bite a little bit? Well, and will that affect the way you straight, straight to it? Straight to it. Will that affect the way you conduct yourself or interact with fans going forward? Yeah. Um. I don't know. You know. Looking back on it, uh, I always played devil's advocate with myself. Like, you know, definitely should have walked away, you know, before it got to that point. Um, you know, I'm the professional. Uh, I got to, you know, be the bigger person and, you know, walk away. But, uh, you know, I, you know, once you keep going, uh, you know, once you keep, you know, he was popping the hell of shit, you know, so he was going off. I, mean, I don't know, maybe it was the microphone or, you know, uh, you know, I didn't. And I walked up in there and, you know, once you take it to that next level, you start you know, throwing other slurs out there. Now, now I got to see if you match that energy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's what happened. Definitely got to be the bigger person. It should never got to that point. Um, definitely should have walked away. But I didn't. And he, he, he was talking crazy. He took it to the next level. So I had to see if he matched that energy. Right. Now, Mars, as you heard, he said, he had, once he started mouthing off, he had to match that energy. Right, right. I mean, you took you it know, one, you, since you took it there. Then I'm gonna match it with you. But you, you, you know how fans are. We we play ball. You know, fans are trying to get on your skin, and then after they lost, they 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 have an issue. You know, they, people take it like as a livelihood. That's my team. Philly's my team, and I'm gonna take it. And I that's my. I'm going to protect my team. So you're not gonna come to respect my team like that, and. I can see that what what Mike Scott was wearing was just being a normal watching this Redskins fan. He just wanted to support his team. I, he can't do that. I mean, that's against the law to do that. I just think that Philly fan was they were drinking. They were saying something, they said something, and he pissed them off, and I, he attacked them. You know, and I think that's that occurred, and the man probably regretted regret it today because you know. But I think that you know the issue that the fan said something to him. He was walking by. And, and that's what I'm saying. I I look at that, and I'm I'm saying to myself, listen, you matching that, and I've been at a stadium to where we've gotten, you know, chuckled, and people have come at you and said things, and and, and went at. But I guess now I'm walking backwards because right. my guy is pushing me away. But then you started, you start coming toward me. At this point, right. I gotta say, where well, at some point I gotta defend myself because if you if you notice, and one thing I noticed, I'm gonna tell you that Louis Vuitton bag must be had some 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 uh, uh, as they say blue faces in it because that guy was right. definitely not letting go 
as he was pushing Mike Scott back, he was not letting go right. of that Louis Vuitton back. So I'm telling you, you got to watch the video. People got to watch the video, those that yeah, are listening yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Tony Sands Show. You're live listening to the Tony Sands Show. If you're just tuning in, me, myself, and my main man out of the ATL, Mo Love, is joining the show. We're talking about Mike Scott's situation in the brawl that he had at the Philadelphia Eagles game wearing a Washington Redskins jersey in Philadelphia. And he's a 76er. So I felt some, I, I probably feel some of those guys felt disrespected. But I don't know. Sometimes these fans become so fanatic. That's right. where the word fan come from, fanatic. And fanatic is something that drives you crazy. So they get so crazy to where they're willing to fight for, the, right. for, for their cause. I don't know That's if I'm true. ready to go that far. I, I, I'm I just know. not going to go that far when it when right. it comes to fighting uh, about a football game that right. guys are making millions of dollars about, and I can possibly go to jail and have to pay dollars to get out of jail. It doesn't make no sense. And as Mike Scott said, looking back on it, because he liked to play devil's advocate with himself, he says to himself, okay, I don't, you know, I look back on it, I probably should have walked away. But once the guy, and, and when he said match that energy, oh, right. yeah, Mike Scott's from the hood. That's hood talk. Right. Oh, definitely. that ain't definitely. suburb talk. That's straight no. hood talk. When you say match that intensity, yes. When I heard him say that, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah. This dude, you right? Gangster in him. Yes, he does. But you know, as Philly fan, you he, he, I mean, even if he saw the guy sucker punch him to one of the fans, sucker punch his friend. Yeah. You know, but his friend was trying to hold him back, and, and his friend knew. Mike Scott's friend knew for that bag, pushing the back. Man, we cannot get in no competition with these folks out here. You professional, you trying to hold them back. But they were coming after him, you know, and he but I, he had to defend himself. So luckily no charges, you know, occurred. Yeah, Maybe gonna be somewhere and apologize, man. I don't know. But you know, but the fans are rude. Philly fans are rude and you they've been rude for years, you know, and just I mean they 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 they, they love their team. And, and and Philly does love their team. Philly loves their team. I'm 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 telling you, it is unbelievable the amount of of, of fans that are fanatics about their team. Now, you, I went to the Cowboys in the Miami game, and it was you okay. know leaving out of South Florida here to Dallas. It was a lot of fans. We were rowdy. Okay. We got so, but we were not going to fight each other. It was just not going to happen, and that was just not going to happen. We were rowdy on the plane. You thought we was on Soul Plane. We was having a good time, but we were not going to fight each other about it. Right. It was just so that you know that we that we 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 was in the airport. We got so loud that TSA told us, you know, I know it's a big game. We understand it. We are a cowboy fan. We love our cowboys, but y'all can kind of keep it down in the Airport. I said, okay, no problem. Let's get our luggage and we heading outside because we got to finish this conversation, man. I'm telling you, Mo, this thing up in and fanatic is going crazy. It is uh, um, without you know anything. And I know you normally, you know what? When you look at basketball, you normally don't think of basketball players, Marius, as fighters because it does. Right. Last guy I think of that's a fighter with basketball is a guy like Ron Artest. That's the only fighter. Oh, yeah basketball player I can think of that have that dog in him that he's willing to fight right. at any cost is Ron Artest. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that's the last one. You know, back, but yeah, you remember Charles Barkley? I mean, you know, Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Bar- got it back in see, Barkley, I remember Barkley as a fighter, but I don't remember him as a uh, uh, he don't have that reputation like a like like a Ron Artest. No, know, he didn't, no, not at all. You know, he didn't come across to me as a, as like that. Charles Barkley doesn't even just, he doesn't look like he had that gangster, like a Ron Artest has that gangster. Right, right. Yeah. He definitely, yeah. definitely. And and that gangster, you know, playing that playing that game, you got to be tough playing both any sports. But, you know, but it, we, we don't know where you're from, where you're at, and what you do. Hey, when you you, you bring like that, man, Mike Scott said, you're going to come there with it now. I'm, I'm going to show what I'm all about. And then I you think come with that game, you come with that. If you come up with that flip flam, then I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah. But Mo, listen, man, let's, we're gonna head to a quick commercial break. We're gonna come back on the other side. When we come back on the other side, we're gonna get into football. Was the Raiders a second time caught by Stone? Vontez Burford 
in his display of football now has cost the Raiders another player in, in spite of losing Antonio Brown early. Now here they go losing another player. And guess what? From 2013 to now, you're going to be amazed at how much money and fines that Mr. Burford has lost. Stay tuned here as we come back on the backside with my main man Bibbs here on the Tony Sands Show. How do, how do, how y'all doing out there, you cowboy fans everywhere? I know last night was difficult for you. I get it, I get it. You're not going to have an undefeated season after all. I reckon this is a real miserable day for you. But I got some news for you. There's still hope. There's still hope. You're still ahead in the NFC East. You're not going to be perfect. Okay, but that doesn't mean you're not going to have a winning season. Guess what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> the Cowboys lost. All right. That's a sign of things to come. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. Let me lasso you in on it. Right on up in here. I hope you'll be all right as the season progresses. But in case you don't, there's always first Back here live on the Tony Sands Show with my main man, Maurice, and Mr. Bibbs, our Cowboy Insider. Bibbs, let's dig right into it. As you heard, that's how Stephen Smith opened up his show on Monday morning. He could not wait. I'm guaranteeing you because those were that were ain't fans, oh, man, I started getting the phone calls started. My phone started ringing off the hook. But I told these fans, where were you guys when the game was going on? You guys were real quiet. Soon as the game's over, Clock ticks down, you guys come out of the woodworks. I mean, I had all kind of, you, even one of the, the Martin Mimos, they were playing the Martin Mimos where what's the name was dancing, saying the Saints go marching in. I'm like, man, but Stephen yeah, A. Smith led into this, man. I don't, I find it amusing, but I say to myself, Stephen A. Smith is a smart guy. Stephen know everyone in America because they know how he. I say Steve have a hate love for the Dallas Cowboys. He hate them, but he love the attention that it brings to the show when he talks about the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Because he knows that's going to be relevant when he talk about the Dallas Cowboys over anyone. Right. But without it being said, now, how does Jerry see the performance of Kellen Moore when you play a team that has a, a, a what we would consider a – a winning record over the teams that we played the last uh, three games that didn't have a winning record. Do we see now the real Kellen Moore coming up next week? Or do we find out that he's, you know, they done kind of caught up with his antics and he's going to play a tougher Green Bay Packer team. So now do we see Kellen Moore, uh, you know, Find out now this is the NFL, brother, and you're young, and you're going to take some bumps and music. Or do Jason Garrett takes the blame for this? Well, I'll start off with, with Kellen Moore and and what you had to ask about what, what Jerry, how Jerry might feel about the game he called against the New Orleans Saints. And uh, you said, do, do you think the NFL or maybe teams have caught up, caught up to what he's done? I don't think yes. I don't think so just yet. I don't think he's had enough time of or has coordinated enough games in his league for them to have caught up to him, you know, that quickly. And if they have, then he shouldn't be the coordinator. That's how I feel. But to talk about to go back to Jerry though and how he feels, I don't think it's is that at this point it's not red flags or anything. I mean, it, it was a good game. It was a game on the road against the Saints, uh, a good team. And it had a few, um, what, what, what would I call them, like bumps throughout the game that didn't go, the ball didn't, it didn't go their way. They had a turnover. Jason Witten had a fumble in the middle of the field. He's pretty sure-handed. That's something you don't really, you rarely see out of Jason Witten. Um, and then you had an Ezekiel Elliott fumble. On both yes. of those drives, they were moving the ball. So, ball. you know, once you, you know, you have, you have, you have things like that go, against you, you know, in the game. It's kind of hard, and it's definitely hard to win in New Orleans. You know, that's a place where people don't go often and, and, and beat the Saints. So, you know, I don't think they're taking it or blowing it out of proportion at this point. I know for a fact they're not. You know, of course, so you, the media take it and, and blow it up. But in Dallas, it's, it's, it's okay. 
they go back so to the drawing board and figure it out for the, the Green Bay Packers this coming up Sunday. But now do we go back to the drawing board when the Cowboys go back to the drawing board? There's a possibility that they, they, they can be with they can be without their tackles. Tyron Smith with an ankle. Right. And Collins with the back injury. Can we go into the can they go into the Philadelphia Eagles game without those two guys? We shall see. Um Tyron Smith, yeah, definitely he's been ruled out this week. He won't play against the Packers and you know, they signed Cam Cameron Fleming just for this particular opportunity. You know, uh, if we have an injury on the line, he step in and be a starter, something that he did last year, and he did well for us. So I think that showed up. And then um, they did a favorable move, which mm-hmm. I think is a very favorable move by moving uh, Connor Williams to the tackle position this Correct. week, but right in practice this week, you know, just in case Lionel Collins is unable to go. And then you also got to think about uh, Nick, um, not Nick Martin, Zach. Zach Martin is 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 nursing the back himself. He right. played, but he's but he he's hadn't he hadn't been a hundred percent. Um, so yeah, they're, they're pretty they're, they're they're a little banged up on the offensive line, and I, I can say that that had played a, a a role in the game against the Saints. The Saints were able to get a you know a good enough pressure to just knock Zach off his spot, not necessarily sack him, but get him off his spot. Because I, that mm-hmm. that offensive line is kind of banged up right now, but um, we also Amari's banged up. We did Michael Gallup didn't play, you know. Um, so they were missing pieces, and they never could get the run game going. So you know that's all right. That's all to me. That looked like a recipe for a loss, and that's yes. exactly what happened. So, and now and and how are the Cowboy fans saying? Okay, Zeke, you you held out asking for all this money. And we get that type of performance out of you. Yeah. Has that come well, up among Cowboy fans saying, "Hey, listen, we listen. Jerry paid you a lot of money to run the oh. football, and we got a lack of performance out of you. Not only that, but then we got a, what normally doesn't happen out of you—a fumble." Well, I follow all the, the you know the social media sites that the Cowboys have, and yeah, on those sites, you pretty you 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 get a lot of that. Well, you know, we just paid him all his money, and he didn't even have over fifty yards. Like, you know, yeah, you got a lot of that. You know, you get a, yes. you got a lot of, of of fans questioning, and you know, the all everything that went on during the off season with him, all leading up to his performance against the New Orleans Saints. So yeah, it's there, it's out there. But you know, real people that that understand the game, people that understand football, understand you're not gonna get a hundred yards every time. And that's the goal, but it's not going to happen every single game. And you're going to have some team that's going to be able to figure out what you're doing. Correct. And they'll stop you. And he was that was one of those nights. He was stopped. And and now we say they, they, they play the Green Bay Packers. With that being said, you know, that's Randall Cobb's old team. Right. How, how is it being built up as, okay, the Green Bay Packers are coming to – you know, AT and T Stadium here with Randall Cobb, or is it just another game that's Randall Cobb looking at? This is just another game. Do you feel well, that sure. they try to break some packages in into their offense to help Randall Cobb show up his old team? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's a it's, it's exciting big game for Randall Cobb. He said that it's just another game. He's of course he's excited to see his old teammates, but. You know he's gonna be super excited to get out there and, and do some damage to his team, a team that didn't resign him. You know, so I'm sure he had some type of you know feelings towards them, not in a negative way, but hey, I want to show you I still could have done this. What I'm gonna do to you right, today, right? You know, I'm gonna I can still do this. You know, so yes. And I think he fit perfectly within the Cowboys structure and the system that they run so far. I mean, he didn't have. A lot of yards, but you know he had a couple plays in the same game. But they didn't have a lot of big plays in general, so you didn't get a chance to really see him. He's also had a few plays called back, a few touchdowns called back this season, you know. And so, yes. like I said, he's he, he's been he's been the old Randall Cobb to me from what I've seen. So I think that he'll definitely have you know he'll have some some something to say in the game this upcoming Sunday. And I'm quite sure down. You're gonna see how valuable Randall Cobb is once they start getting. We start getting around December because they they say champions are made in December, and I think in December is where we're gonna see how valuable Randall Cobb is 
to the Dallas Cowboys organization because he's a guy that have had experience experience going into playoff game, playing with the Green Bay Packers, playing with Aaron Rodgers. So he understands there is a new season in December, and it is a better season from January on because now you're into the playoffs. So they're going to find out that how valuable that he is to the Dallas Cowboys organization. And I think Jerry's is looking at Kelly. Now, I'm going to tell you this, though. This is where I, be able, I, I look at this whole situation. Kellen Moore takes, and, and I'm just throwing this out there. Kellen Moore takes the Cowboys to the Super Bowl with his offensive play. Does now Jerry has to figure out how do I keep Kellen Moore as a Cowboy? Do I say, nah, I pay him a lot of money to stay as a as a coordinator or as the college words would say, a coach in waiting? Or do now the, the, the crickets start coming out for Jason Garrett? Well, the crickets are already out on Jason. They out. They, they've been chirping for a while. That's why he wasn't extended this past season. So, you know, he's 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 really a lame duck coach at this point. So we'll see. It's all based on, you know, how, how well they finish this this season. As far as Kellen Moore, um, of course, if if, if Kellen Moore is to take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl with his offense, I promise you, Jerry can pay him whatever it is that he asks for to stay as a as a coordinator for the Cowboys. He also has to think about Chris Richard too. He's a yes. pretty hot hot, you know, coordinator. In the in the NFL right now too, so he got to figure out how he want to keep him, you know. So yes, and he got and some, not they got they got, got some work some, to do on the coaching staff, and not only on the coaching staff, but they got some work to do on the uh, on the uh, 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 field still with Dak with, with with Dak Prescott. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, every, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it'll go the whole season. But if at any point that we start to see Dak slump, it might. And that's something that I've heard from people in Dallas personally. If he, if, if let's say they, and I, I hope this is not, you know, I don't want to speak this into existence, but, you know, they lose the next three. <laughs> do you do you extend him right now? Because he's showing you exactly what you, you was afraid of. Yes. Can he carry your team, you know? And that's what we're waiting to see. Can he carry him? And and I would say the New Orleans game was the prime not I won't put it's not I won't put it on that because of turnovers and the you know, some of the play calling, but that could have been the prime time for him to put the team on his back and let's go down here and win this game, you know, but he didn't get that he didn't do it. So on the green bay, let's see. And I guess you guys who are listening to the Tony Sanchez show, that's my main man, Bibbs, my cowboy insider. Guess what? Like I told you, you can't have a sports show and you do not talk about the Dallas Cowboys because they are the most relevant team that keeps ratings going for all networks. That's why you wake up every morning and you talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, Bibbs, I want to ask you one other question. Now, you see the Raiders situation. Yeah. Now here go we we're in a situation with the with the Raiders to where now the Raiders have lost two guys that are valuable to them. They lose Antonio Brown early in, in the season. Now they lose Breakfast in, in in what we could call a uh what how, how do I want to call this? A if it was exactly. in my day, a legit hit. <laughs> and nowadays, unsportsmanlike. Oh, on sportsman like the hit. Okay, okay. Yeah, when he when 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 he uh, put the hit on the guy, but in my day, and see, this is why I have a hard time understanding what we have evolved into with this game of football. We're telling now you have trained kids, guys, young men, from infancy to play this game one way, and that's all out destroy. Now you're trying to come at certain point to reverse the way this game is being played. And you're expecting guys to make instant decisions while they are running full speed. All I got to do, if I lower a level, I can be at a level, but if I lower a level, 
I can be to where now it's going to be a headshot because all I got to do is move one angle. And if my body move one angle and I get in the line of his helmet, that's what you call a, a, a penalty. And, and, I, and, and I find it hard that now, and I understand his history. I do understand his history. He has been fined uh, several times. And, 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 it, and, it's, and it's cost him over half a million dollars. In, right. in, in 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 fines, a half a million dollars is a lot of money when it comes to fines. I'm a, in two thousand, and it started with his in two thousand and thirteen with his head on a defensive player. They hit him for thirty one thousand dollars. Thirty one thousand dollars in two thousand thirteen. He got another hit on a face mask. It must be in two thousand thirteen. He took another spearing. At twenty one thousand, mm-hmm. two thousand fourteen, two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties cost him twenty five. Two thousand fifteen, three unsportsmanlike penalties cost him sixty nine thousand, a fifty thousand dollar fine. So in in, in two thousand and fifteen alone, he paid out over a hundred thousand dollars in fines. Had a hundred thousand a helmet to helmet hit in 2018, and then and that was uh, 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 and now you spent over a hundred and sixty thousand dollars in 2018 in fines. That's kind of deep, and I guess that's why the NFL moved in the way that they moved when they said they was gonna suspend him for the remainder of the year. So let me ask them, where's where's the guy? Where's the the the, the friend? The hey man, you know we where's the, the the high school coach, the college coach talking to this young man? You know you're not doing what you're doing. You, you you're getting fined for the things you're doing. You can get out of the NFL. Where's that person telling? Them, Don't be smart. I mean, where's that? Where that coach? Where that mentor? I, 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 see, this is what what I'm saying, guys, and this and this is why I say that it's kind of hard. Imagine it's just like this. Okay, imagine you got a car and you 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 take a car at a hundred miles an hour, and all of a sudden, you're saying, "I want you to stop before you get to that brick wall at a sudden second and change directions." That's kind of hard. I understand this game, and I think the NFL has got so much because of the 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 concussions and everything that goes along with the helmet to helmet hit. But you got to understand, we've taught these guys. It, it is hard to for a guy to change. His trajectory of how he hit a guy in mid-flight. That is a hard thing to do. And, I'm, I, and I know it is, was this penalty, was it that severe that it cost this man a year? And I know they're looking at his past. And we all are judged by our past, which we don't supposed to be. What we did then, past supposed to be in the past. But his past caught up with him. And I guess it's a part like the criminal justice system, your past, sometimes you get enough points, they send you off to prison. Right. And I, I think it's like the NFL just, you know, they, they've gotten to a point it's almost like, well, you just don't get it. So yeah. we, right. we find you. I, I believe they've suspended him for games. It's like, well, since you don't get it, you can go. Well, why, well, why not? Well, why not? Well, I mean, why, why is Getting paid? Why? Why you not getting it? I don't understand why you not understanding that. You know, I love the game, but I'm, I'm losing money. I mean, is it about the money? Is it about the game? Which one is it? The, these guys are. You got to remember, they're they don't understand the value of the game. Sometime until the game is taken away from them. I got you. Got you. Then they understand. Man, I love this sport. But they don't understand it, and it's it's just like anything else, guys. We, 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 we sometimes. We can be in relationships, and all of a sudden, we don't know the value of our significant other until something happens. Then, right. you know, you understand the value of it. And I think that's what this young man is, you know, Burpin is going to fall up under that situation. But, guys, we got to head to a commercial break. Bills, man, I, I enjoyed having you on. We're going to get on each and every week Absolutely. talking cowboy football. We'll be back next week to talk how the Kellen Moore take the truth into AT&T Stadium as the Green Bay Packers come to town. Thanks, man. We'll be back. We're gonna come to. A, we're gonna go to a quick commercial break, and then my main man Ryan Barto in Paradise is joining the show, baby. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 
We're back here live on the Tony Sands Show. You got a chance to hear my main man, Bills, my cowboy insider, talk about the Dallas Cowboys and how they are looking coming out of this game and what they're going to take out of the New Orleans Saints game to head into the Green Bay Packers game. But without further ado, let's head to Cali to my main man, Ryan. What's up, Mr. Bartow in paradise? You know what's going on, man. Tone, I'm doing great here. I'm sitting at my new place in Second uh, Street on Long Beach, uh, California, about three blocks uh, right off the Pacific Ocean in the intercoastal. It, it reminds me a lot of, um, you know, my happy years when I lived in Sweet Fort Lottie. So Lottie, the good die. Lord has, has, has blessed me back to uh, do my calling, as you said. And um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I got to live in Paradise A and now Paradise B. And you know what? Call me in a few years and... I might swap A and B. Who knows? Yes. Hey, listen, and that's what I'm saying. Right. What is it when you, when you look at the job that you do? Because you are now working also for X's and O's. Explain yeah, a little digital. bit of, of what your new job title is with this company. Right. And, 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 and most of your listeners remember me for, you know, eight years at Rivals.com when I was a reporter for the Tar Heels and then and then Clemson Tigers and then five years as the national analyst for college football recruiting for 24-7 sports. The last two years I was with Coach Cristobal as the director of high school relations for the Oregon Ducks football program. And now I got a great opportunity to, uh, you know, make a bunch of good money and help kids out and do what I do for a company called Exos Digital. And that is a software that almost every college in the country has on their computer. It's a database of every school in the country, every high school. They have all the info that college coaches need in that database in terms of kids' numbers, evaluations, Twitter, cell phone numbers. All the info that they need for that high school coach and that kid is right on their fingertips. It's modern technology that makes their job better. What I do is I do my job like a similar to a college coach. I'll go through 300-plus high schools a year, just like I did in my 24-7 days. And I have just the West Coast. I have the hot spots out here, Southern California, where three conferences get most of their talent from, one of the great hotbeds in the country, Northern California, the Pacific Northwest, Utah, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Honolulu. So a lot of great talent there. I call this place quarterback heaven because each place, each high school here has a D1 QB, and they have one that's probably a D1 guy behind them. So it's uh, it's exciting for me. Don't have to do the whole country like I used to and can just kind of focus in on, on the schools out here. And, and Ryan, when you, you go into these schools, and, you know, because when a lot of people here now, they hear so much about, What's the, you know, you hear, how do you get kids information? Let's get into, I want to get into a little bit about, you know, we have a lot of things that's going on in college football. Has it opened up the things for kids when, they, when you talk about, now you talk about this transfer portal, uh, you're talking about kids are redshirting. It has become, has it become the new free agency of the NCAA? Has the NCAA opened it up or has they tightened it down when it comes to, how a kid can go about transferring or redshirting? No, no, I think it's even, it's, you opened up even more. And I think, especially in the state that I live in now, California passing that law that in, in 2023, these student athletes are actually going to get compensated for their likeness. So I think that's going to open up a, a new barrel. And you know what? It's, it's exciting for a lot of these kids that, don't come for much, and they're going to be compensated for that. And um, it'll be interesting if the NCAA uh, goes against it or if they open it up and, and, and wrap their arms around it because, you know, there could be a, a potential breakaway there. And I see a lot of other states, including the one you're in, in Florida and South Carolina, they're going to follow California's lead with this. So it'll be, um, you know, there's positives and negatives in both. You always want to do what's best for the student athlete, and that's why we all do this. But at the same time, it could create some individualism, some branding, um, some issues that kind of take away from the best sport in the world, and that's uh, uh, football in America. So there's uh, some upsides and some perks. In terms of transfers, though, the transfer portal 
haven't been on the inside and worked for a college, it's something I tracked every day. There was 1,400, maybe 1,500 kids that thought the grass was greener on the outside. For whatever reason, they weren't happy at their place. And in the last 12 months, there was that many to put their name in the portal. Well, the information that needs to get out there is only 8% of those kids found a new home. There was over 1,400 kids that um, put their name in the portal that still haven't found a new home. That means they're not on scholarship, not getting that free education. And that's something that needs to get out more because when these coaches meet with those kids and have these tough conversations, hey, you want to leave, good luck to you, no more training table, no more free scholarship, you might not. You might be going home. You might be going to, to, to work at a job where you don't even have a degree yet. So um, it can be very cautious and careful. It's a uh, low percentage hit rate so far for the transfer portal. And, that, and see, when we talk about the transfer portal, for those that do not, right, for those of my listeners that do not know they're here towards transfer for portal, what does that really mean? What does that what does that mean for a kid? Transfer portal is a um, like an option you can click on on the NCAA site that is basically an active waiver wire. When a kid wants to leave and transfer out, he lets the coach know, and then your name goes in this portal that's constantly updated. There can be one a day, none a day, sometimes ten a day that show up in there, but once his name is in there, Schools are allowed to contact him. You used to have to get a release form, right. and once you got that, they could contact him. Now, once the name goes in the portal, they're allowed to do that. So it's hard. You have to manage your numbers. You only get 85 and D1, and those each scholarships are precious. And you'd like to sign 20 and some at each spot, and you have your needs. And sometimes um, it's tempting to look at at these kids in the portal, but – you know what, they're, they're probably leaving for a reason, whether it's not big on academics or work ethic or there's 200 different reasons. But um, so that's, that, that's shown a, a kind of a sombering and humbling instance for a lot of these kids that they don't want to face adversity, don't want to put in the work. They think they can run away. Well, guess what? 92% of them that put their name in the portal – they don't have a home, and that's kind of sad. It's similar to, I think, basketball in the last 15, 20 years where 300 kids a year think they're one and done or two and done and leave for the pros. Well, last I checked, there's only 56 getting drafted. What happens to your 250 that aren't getting drafted? Who's writing the stories on where they are these days? Where they are, correct, correct. And so now, Ryan, in a typical day, in a typical day, because we know you help so many kids, how many phone calls can you get and have the phone calls increased since the finding, <laughs> since the new transfer portal and the new red shirt rule? How often right, do you, right. well, do you well, phone ring more now? When I got this new job, all my old contacts that I had in 24-7, I probably spoke to 75 programs in four days. Wow. And and that's how I – I was still moving in and trying to find a place here in California. In those 96 hours, I spoke to almost probably over half of the D1 programs counting, uh, counting the group of five schools. So they're excited now. They get all that juice, and, and you know, you kind of get to lead them to water, and, and you help out your subscribers, but you're also helping out the kids at the same time, and that's why we do this stuff. And, and Ryan – now, when when a, when a school calls you, do they typically say, "Hey, listen, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that," uh, or is it just, "Hey, what's the going on, man? And how is how are you doing? What what, what is there anything that's good out there?" Or do they say, hey, "Listen, we're looking for, we need a DB. You know, any DBs that's out there, rather, uh, or, all, or, or something." All of like those that. in all of those and above. It's not so much how are you doing now. You got some that are friends that <laughs> you want to know, but it's it's more. Um, you know, you went by this school, what did they say? Or when are you going by this place? Or do you know of any transfer sleepers, young guys, decision makers? All the information that's vital in the recruiting process. 
Brian, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. My name, Doug. Doug, I want you to play that two ticket song. We're going to go to the commercial break. We're coming back on the back end with Ryan Barto. As I we love still it. Talk. The late, great Eddie Money. You know it. You know it. <laughs> Listen, man, you're here live you're on the Tony Sands Show. We're back with my main man, Ryan Bartow. Ryan, you heard that song, man. When I played that song, what came to your mind? The late, great Eddie Money, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite all-time 80s rockers. Two tickets to paradise. Uh, I, it's good to be in a place where you're happy, where, where you, there's stuff to do each day, where there's balance. It reminds me of my happy years in Fort Lottie and and the good Lord blessed me again to live in paradise, and you know I'm loving it, though. I know you love it, man. Listen, when I get to Cali, when I come out to Cali, man, I gotta, man, you gotta hook up, and we gotta, you know, go and get us something to eat and, and enjoy ourselves oh, yeah. of something, man. Because listen, it is a joy to hear you back on the air. Because guess what? Then I know you're you're doing what you love to do: get out in front of people and everything. But I got another one for you now, right? Doug, play this other one. I can play this other one because, you know, I, I'm feeling good about this. Play this other song. Let me see what you think about this one because you are in. Listen, every time I flew into Cali where I live now, that's the first song I would play in every place that they mentioned. I went yes. through it last week. I went through 30 schools. So Inglewood High School I was at, Mission Viejo, Modern Day, saw Duffy out at Rancho Verde, um, you name it. was up in the, up in the um, valley to see Chris Claiborne, who was the coach for uh, Calabasas, uh, McCutcheon over at Bishop Amont. I mean, what a special place. And, just a lot of uh, talent and a lot of uh, great weather. Right now, when you when take name some of the give me the top ten schools out in Cali high schools out in California right now that that you know in the order that you would put it. Not and I don't want no other writers uh, uh, <laughs> poll. I want your poll, the Ryan Bartow poll. Well, I I break down Southern California in five areas. You have the city which is all the schools in L.A., the public schools in Pasadena. So, obviously, Coach uh, um, over at John Muir has a, a ton of loaded talent, and that's like three miles away from the Rose Bowl. And then you have uh, Melvon and, and Fig James that are over at Inglewood. They won the premium 7-on-17. Uh, seven seven that would be like what Dennis does with the Florida Fire. They got the two uh -huh. dogs there in L.A. and just doing a great job of helping kids out. So those are some of the good ones in that slice. Then Orange County, which has huge population base. I was with uh, legend Coach Bruce Rollinson, who has the number one ranked modern-day monarch. They're loaded. Obviously, you guys know Bryce Young. He's going to go to Alabama and have a shot to be the guy after Tua leaves this year. He's, he's incredible. But you have a bunch of good programs in the O.C., Olu, Santa Margarita, I think one of the true powerhouse programs for years to come is Mission Viejo. Head coach wow. is Chad Johnson. He was the OC that we met um, for Bosco, and now he runs his own program. He's coached guys like DJ that's headed to Clemson, the top QB in the country. He's coached Josh Rosen. I think he's had seven QBs in a row that wound up D1. He has one right now in Peter Castelli that's a dual threat that runs a 10-8 at 6-3-2-10. He's big on – he'll be at Duke this weekend. But he's also big on Nebraska. He's got a host of offers, but he's got a loaded program there. And then you go out to the Inland Empire. And when I think of the IE, I'm thinking Rancho Cucamonga. But I'm also thinking of two main coaches out there. At Rancho Verde is Pete Duffy. He's had talent for years. He's a guy that uh, originally from Massachusetts. He's actually spent uh, quite a bit of time down by you guys in Fort Lottie. But his son, A.J. Duffy, that threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns, beating Norco last week in a big-time matchup, is one of the top 2022 QBs in the country. This kid already has offers from Oregon, Florida State, etc. He's a big-timer. He might be the best young QB in Southern California, which is the number one place in the country for QB talent. 
And then you have Maddie Logan over at Corona Centennial. Talk about a fun offense. They run no huddle, no mercy, dual threat QBs, wide splits. They're averaging over 60 points a game. I saw them two Fridays ago blow out Long Beach Poly, a traditional powerhouse, 57 to 13. He, he does a great job with that program. And then you get up into the valley up there with Semi Valley Oaks Christian, who had the top recruit in the country, Kayvon Thibodeau, that signed with Oregon last year. Calabasas is absolutely loaded. They had three freshmen there, Tony, that will yes. be national recruits, all 6'2 to 6'4 wide receivers that you can tell they will be 20 offer-plus guys. And Chris Claiborne, who you remember from the Detroit Lions, he's running Correct. that program and doing a heck of a job up there. And then, last but not least, where I live in Long Beach, this is the most loaded part. You know, I always, just like I lived in Fort Lauderdale, I like to be around the talent. And I'm within 10, 15 minutes of all the loaded high school programs around here. Not only Long Beach Poly, but Sarah High School that's produced Robert Woods, Adoree Jackson, Khalil Tate, Rasheen Green, the list goes on. They're wow. loaded again this year. Narbonne yes. High School that's absolutely loaded. they got probably eight or nine four-star guys on their roster. And then last but not least, the one we know the best, St. John Bosco, Coach Jason Negro has as good a high school program as you're going to find in the country. They got uh, DJ, who's going to head to Clemson. He'll DJ going to Clemson to follow Trevor Lawrence. That's like the the NFL version of like Aaron Rodgers following Brett Favre. Wow, the future first rounder followed by a first rounder. So he's six five, two forty, incredible arm talent. <sighs> They're loaded at almost every position and really stocked in the freshman class too. So. You can see a lot of dudes right in your backyard, just like in South Florida. I get through 30 schools and probably see 200 to 250 D1 guys and get to stay in your own bed. So it's uh, it's one of the true hotbeds in the country. And most of all, it's paradise, baby. It is paradise. Right, man. Listen, it was great having you on. You Listen. It is a pleasure. You see, I'm, I'm excited I am to have you with me, man. It is that. We've been to close out the show. The producers tap him and say, it's time to go. But listen, your knowledge in people's ear gates is unbelievable. We're going to close out the show. That's my main man, Ryan Bartow. That's what they're going to call Cali. Bartow, not Cali. We're closing this thing out. Take it away, Doug. 